How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Inside the 1 o'clock hour, my last hour on the fan. This early morning, December 8th, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Salicata's next, coming up at 2. And uh, during the break, I did sit down and think about what it was that I wanted to say or the thought that I had. You know that happens. Like You'll have something in your mind, and you'll lose your train of thought. And then sometimes you can get back to it. Sometimes you can't. I was able to get back to it. And... I was able to get back to it because I was thinking about, you know, Tina, who was just on. Tina is like queen of the bleacher creatures. She's the boss. She's in charge. Her, Chico, uh, you know, I look at them as as the OGs as far as Section 203, the creatures from Section 39 in the old stadium to Section 203 in the new stadium. Like, you know, those are our OGs. Those those are the, the you know, people that paved the way we, we got respect for them. And the bleacher creatures are... A family, a fraternity through years and years and years, long before me and long after me, right? And we're talking tonight about this nine-year contract and how this younger generation of kids, Judge is their Jeter, Judge is their Donnie, Judge is their Mantle, Judge is their DiMaggio, Judge is their guy. And, uh, you know, I love the call that we got from Tom talking about, you know, his seven-year-old daughter and how... He's raised her up, right? She roots for the laundry. She she loves Judge. Judge is her guy. But if Judge left, she would have stayed a Yankees fan. Well, there's going to be even more Yankees fans now with the face of baseball being signed, this mega contract, him being captain. And I was thinking about, you know, how I told you, hey, in the black community, in my family at least, and, and other families around me, baseball isn't the sport that we're all locked into watching. Football, of course. Basketball, of course, watching football on Sundays, watching NBA, but baseball, you know, I used to go down to Florida every sun, um, summer to visit my grandmother. And I remember in Jacksonville, Florida, my grandmother lived in the hood. Like I was literally in like <laughs> the hood of hoods before cell phones. Uh, it was never fun. I cried a lot being sent down there for the summer. It, it helped me a lot, though. It definitely made me tougher and made me see a different perspective from uh, the suburbs of the Jersey Shore going down there, but nobody wanted to play baseball down there. I remember going down there with a bat, with a ball, with a glove, and I spent a lot of days just, like, hitting the ball myself, throwing the ball against the wall, fielding it. And uh, 
I remember my cousins would come down the street dribbling the basketball, and they'd be like, enough. Come to the court with us. And, of course, I played basketball. I played football, too. So I would come, but nobody ever wanted to play baseball. It just wasn't a thing. It wasn't introduced. It wasn't passed down. And so much of that has an effect on your sports fandom. I was I was listening to Salicata maybe last night or two nights ago, and Salicata was talking about his uncle and who raised him in sports. And uh, I think he mentioned like his his uncle was a Yankees fan, and that's why he became a Mets fan. And some of the things that his uncle would say about Judge, like if Judge left, like oh whatever, he can't hit in the postseason. Um, but I, I thought about that, you know, who raised me on sports? I didn't grow up with my dad. My dad didn't raise me in life. My mom, great mom, who saw her son glued to the TV, obsessed with sports, so she did what she could to have me in recreational sports and buy me the apparel and the you know Yankees hats and the starter jackets but she didn't know she's still learning my mom is I'm still teaching my mom things like my mom became a Dallas Cowboys fan after buying me Dallas Cowboys merch and uh who raised you in sports I think that's a good question it's a topic for another night I would love to hear you know maybe when we get a, a dry night where there's not that much news like who raised you in sports who was the person was it your dad was it your older brother was it your uncle was it a neighbor or was it no one? Did you put yourself into that? And for me, I, I raised myself in sports. And uh, I continued to raise myself after being a child, right? So, like, for me, I just I didn't have money to go to professional sports games. Like, I just, I don't know. I just didn't even think about it. it, it like, my wife brought me to my first Yankees game, Nets game, Duke basketball game, and it honestly like shattered my mind. Like it changed everything for me. I'm like, wait, I'm in the TV. I feel like I'm in the TV. I've watched so many games. I'm in the arena. I'm in the ballpark. I can go. And then once I, you know, I became a fiend. Once I got to go to the games, I'm telling you guys, I've been to hundreds of professional sports games as an adult, almost none as a kid. And, you know, going to Yankee Stadium, I like I literally forced my way into being in the Yankees culture, being in the bleacher creatures by just buying tickets. I started going to games by myself in 2015. I had a job at MTV, and the, the biggest perk about working at MTV was that from Times Square, I could get to Yankee Stadium in like half an hour. <laughs> like that was, that was it for me. I'm like, some days I didn't want to go to work, but motivation to go to work and get through work was uh, the Yankees are hosting the Rangers tonight. And I got the cheapest ticket I could find three weeks ago. And I can go be in the stadium and be in the Bronx and be in the culture. And through the course of the last seven years, I met a ton of people. I met the Bleacher Creatures, right? Tina, I was at this, we were at the same game, but we didn't know each other then. And I remember when I met Tina and I remember when I met a lot of the creatures. And I remember, you know, just the different years that it took. Really, it was like 2017, I met a couple, but 2018 was like my first real year. 2019 was the year where I hit a ton of games, and the creatures don't play around. Like, they're <laughs> they're deep. We meet up before the games. We're in there for roll call. It's a, a family vibe. We look out for each other. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I think, honestly, it, it helped me get to WFAN, too, because I started showing up to games a few years back. When I quit my job in 2018, I was unemployed, but I was still going to games. I was still making sure I was at Yankee Stadium, and what I was doing was documenting it, recording. All right, I'm getting on the train. All right, yeah, here we are. We're back in Yankee land. 
you know, game starts in an hour, I'm going to go to Billy's, or I'm going to go to Yankee Tavern, or I'm going to go to Dugout. Um, you know, all right, now we're in 203. You heard me say to Tina, you never see me in the left field bleachers because the left field bleachers is insane. It's, it's not for me, and I don't know everybody over there. That is usually a madhouse. I know people in 203, so I go there, and now I'm blessed. Like, I've been, I've been going to Yankee Stadium for so many years now, and now I'm in the media. Like, I have access to the media area, but I can't even kick it there. I don't want to bring my MacBook and my laptop to the game. I don't want to be in the library at Yankee Stadium. Got to pick these guys up. Two strikes, two outs. Stand up. Let's go. And, yeah, <laughs> I raised myself, and I just, I don't know, I've always been a wild sports fan. I've always been obsessed with football, basketball, baseball, those three. I just started getting into hockey. If you check out my uh, my Instagram TikTok, I just put a TikTok up of the last Devils game I've been to. I've been to two Devils games now. I got to find out the next one I, I'm able to go to. I'm into that. I like going to the Devils games. It's fun. It's turned up. Hockey is way better live than it is on TV. And I think Prudential Center uh, being 20 minutes from my crib is, is a blessing because they've got good food in there, good views in there. Um, yeah. You know, little little sidebar about you know me raising myself in sports. Who raised you? Who put you in to the culture of your fan base or your teams? You know, I've I've talked about my brother who passed. My brother was a Giants fan, and he was artistic. So he went to school for like graphic design, and uh, you know ended up going into media and, and marketing and that type of stuff. He was never really a diehard fan. He was a Giants fan. He was a Knicks fan. He was a Yankees fan, but not a diehard fan. So he didn't raise me in the sports. By the time I was like 10 or 11, I was already like more knowledgeable than him at age 20 and 21. But I, I do remember being young and, and him trying to force the Giants on me and the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls. And I'm like, I'm going to go that way. And it's been a lot of disappointment ever since. All right, back to the phones, back to the topic at hand, which... Obviously, is Aaron Judge. All the calls tonight have been about Aaron Judge, his contract, the future, hypotheticals about will this be a waste of money? Uh, will he live out the contract? Will this make the team better right away? Will they win a World Series? Nobody knows, but this is Sports Talk Radio. This is WFAN. This is exactly where we have those conversations. So let's keep it going. Mike is in Homer, New York, on the fan. You got it, Mike. Keith, how's it going, buddy? It's great to talk to you. Thanks for calling my show. It's going well. Bringing it home. Yeah, boy, that's what we like to do. Look, uh, anybody that's a Yankee fan that says the judge isn't worth what they paid him is crazy. <laughs> Look, judge is like like you've been saying like since I forever basically. Judge is is the Yankees now. He's he's the guy now. He's the player that the people come to see. Like you said during the, the home run chase. People would stop what they were doing to turn out the look at the TV to see what was Judge doing. Did he get a hit? Did he get a home run? What's he up to? The whole nine yards. It's like, why would anybody say his contract isn't worth it? He he went to the Yankees and said, "You want? You got to pay me. You got to do what you, the best for me and my family. If you do, I'll stay. I'll be with the Yankees." Yeah. Al got involved. Al was like, "I'm not letting this guy leave." The Giants are in play. Uh-uh, this is not happening. I'm going to call him up and say, look, Aaron, you want to be a Yankee? Yes, no, you do. Let's do this right now. What do you want? Nine years, 360? Done. Good deal. Let's do it. Yeah, simple so, as that. Bossed up from Italy and got it done. You got to love that. And, uh, I, you know, with Hal, I know that Hal 
Like that was how taking a page out of his dad's book. Hold on, like I'm, I'm not gonna let this go down like this. I have the power to change it, and he did. And exactly, any real Yankees fan at- is happy today, tomorrow. Yankee fan today, <laughs> tomorrow, forever, forever. That's right. We're, we're happy with that- this contract. Yeah, but, I mean, but like I couldn't understand when that guy said that. Like, well, Judge isn't worth that money. Like, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Judge that was the only way to money. retain him, and and exactly. You know what it is? And thanks for the call, Mike. Marco and I were just talking about this. Because we are regular people. We live our regular lives with the money that we make. We don't understand what $360 million is. It seems astronomical. It seems ridiculous. But in the business of baseball, like they just threw $280 million for 11 years to Xander Bogarts. I already mentioned Taiwan Walker getting $72 million. The money that these players are making, man, it is it is ridiculous to us as regular people. But it's not real. It's not real. It's not relic. Wow. It's not ridiculous in reality when you think about what the teams are worth and what these owners are worth and the type of money they are playing with, and they're not playing. Aaron Judge has to work on his swing. Aaron Judge has to go hit the weight. Aaron Judge has to work on his conditioning. Aaron Judge has to be in that batting cage for 10,000 hours minimum to be what he he was this year. That's why I talk about his approach and his at-bats and how focused and locked in he is and him knowing his strike zone. Like It takes a long time to get there. That's another, someone's like, oh, this, this contract will be dead in, in, in four years. I'm like, nah, Judge will still be in his prime. What we just saw was Judge unlocking his prime potential because he bet on himself and he had to. I don't expect a far drop-off from that. I expect them to pitch him differently. But we saw him adapt. They they didn't know how to pitch him his rookie year. Then they started pitching him low and away. He adapted. He changed his stance a little bit. He will continue to do that. But the Yankees have to have enough talent around him where he doesn't have to carry so that when he does slump, it isn't like, oh, there's $40 million tied up in this guy. You're not going to care about that $40 million. Garrett Cole makes $36 million. Judge is more valuable than Garrett Cole. Judge is going to be out there every day for the most part. And now with Harrison Bader in center, who they most likely will lock up when the time comes, I think next year after next year, Judge is in right field and he's DHing or he's off. And, and that's it. That's it for nine years. you got to preserve this guy. You can't have him playing in, in center field anymore. That's done. He's in right field. He's DHing or he's off. And he doesn't have to play 162. We know he's not going to play 162. That's not the way anymore. That's just not That's just not what they're doing out here. They're resting guys. They're preserving guys so that they can get through 162 games. The contract is going to be fine. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't care anyway. I care about these next couple years in this window. My fear is that this window passes without a championship, and that's unacceptable. You can't have Aaron Judge in his prime, Giancarlo Stanton in his prime, Rizzo in his prime, Cole, DJ, these guys that that are your prime years in sports should be when you're like over 30, you're a grown man, you've been in the league for a little while, and before you're over the hill, which over over the hill starts to hit at 36, Josh Donaldson, 37, 38, 39 for some of these guys. Some of these guys figure it out, right? And and now in baseball with the DH, the universal DH, 
Like guys like Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz is still looking for a deal. He's 41. Mr. Boomstick. I think he's 40. He's 42. He just turned 42 this summer. And he's looking for another deal. He's been able to stay in the league. So I think I think Judge, with the sports medicine and the technology and the type of guy he is, he's going to finish his career as a Yankee. And the Yankees are going to be setting up for the Aaron Judge farewell captain tour. Come out to Yankee Stadium. The first 18,000 guests get a, a, a metal Aaron Judge farewell tour pin. You, you already know. it's it's The writing's on the wall. We've seen it already. This is part of the Yankees' business model. They're going to have that Aaron Judge day in 25 years. They're going to have the Aaron Judge farewell tour like Jeter got his farewell tour. It's coming up in a while, but hopefully we're here to see it. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that these kids have their guy. These young kids, when I talk to some of these young kids on Instagram, on uh, Twitter... They are so hungry for a championship because, you know, talking to them, going back to who raised you, there are these young kids now that 2009 was a long time ago where if you were under the age of, let's say, eight, you don't remember that. And these young kids hear from their dads and their brothers and their uncles and their cousins. Man, that run the Yankees went on, that three-peat, that was crazy. Oh, man, when the Yankees lost in 2001, 2003, 2000, yeah, 2009. I always talk about that year because I was in college that year. I was on cloud nine. The Yankees actually won. I wear a Yankee hat on campus every single day. I throw parties. I'm the one supplying the kegs for every round of the postseason. And the Yankees actually pulled it off. Let's party all night. These kids want that. They want to have their World Series championship team. They want to experience it. And Judge is the guy that they feel like is going to lead the way. They get to experience him as the next Yankee captain. And I hope that Brian Cashman, Hal Steinbrenner, and company put enough talent around him so that he doesn't have to carry. But they are able to get back to a World Series in the next two to three years. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. George is in Mineola on the fan. What's up, George? Biggest Yankee fan, Mineola. What's up, Mr. Hey, Steve? thanks for calling in. Hey, man. Great show as always. Uh, I want to say a couple of things. Um, number one, big, big, big props to Hal for, signing, for stepping in and getting it done. Because if he didn't, Hal would have been booed for life. Let's just yeah. face facts. He would have been. He heard the boos this year, and he didn't like it. And, you know, whenever he came out for a like a Paul O'Neill day or G today. I was at both. He got booed right. both times, yeah. and you could tell he 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 did not. He, he was like uncomfortable in his own skin. Absolutely, and and he made the right thing because I tell you what, if if Judge showed up on opening day in the Giant jersey, they would have the place would have went nuts. Would have been like, uh, you know, would have been like Reggie when he came back. Couldn't have happened. Couldn't, and, and, uh, he, and he didn't let it happen. Anyway, uh, another thing, thank God for Judge being back. Thank God for the Yankees. I'm real happy. I can watch baseball again and be happy. I'm, this is great. Um, I wanted to say, uh, when you and Tina were talking about the captains, you left out a couple guys. Uh, when Willie got named, he was named co-captain along with Ron Guidry. They were both co-captains right. at the same time. And before Willie and after Thurman, there was a window where Greg Nettles after Thurman passed oh, away, yeah. a little after Thurman passed away, Nettles was named captain. 
And then he got. Then he finally uh, got traded to San Diego. I think the co-captains always throw it off because it's yeah. like you know, Very there's a list of there's a you list of captains, it. there's a list of co-captains, but you don't see it in baseball too often. You don't see co-captain thing. But Willie and and and, and Gidry at the time were like the last ties really to that '78 team, and they you know they were just like the class of the still that was left. Even though you had Mattingly and those guys, like. Those were still the leftover guys from '78, so it was like they looked Mattingly and those guys looked up to Gidry and Randolph still, you know. So mm-hmm. it was like a, it was their team still. But yeah, that was the other thing I just want to say. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know this is this is good stuff, and uh, you, you know I'm I'm just happy as heck. I even oh, and here's a funny thing you reminded me of. Uh, my brother got me into base into the Yankees when I was a kid. My brother's ten years older than me, so when I was like four. I had to know yeah, the whole Yankee lineup. My brother was 10 years older than me, too, so I yeah. know that relationship. It's like... I had no choice. I had to learn how to bat and stand like all the Yankees and whatever. <laughs> but a funny thing, this is funny, uh, my older cousins, one of my cousins, his younger brother, he was like five years younger, and they were a lot older. In the early 70s, when the Mets uh, kind of ruled a lot of the Long Island, uh, my cousin's little brother... They were both Yankee fans, but but the little brother was like around seven or eight, and he ran into Tom Seaver, who was signing autographs at a department store, like in the early seventies when the Mets were like you know bigger than the Yankees a lot, and uh, and my cousin, the little brother, got a ball signed by. He goes, Tom Seaver signed my ball. Tom Seaver signed my ball. He says to my, to his older brother, he goes, I'm a Mets fan now, and he goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he goes, No, 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 no. Hold. He goes, Listen, you can like Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver's the best. That's great. He's an awesome guy, and he's the best. But you're a Yankee fan. You're not a Mets fan. <laughs> and he put him in check. He was like eight years old, and he's like, oh, "That's he how it goes." Yeah. And that, it could be that simple. <laughs> it's simple. It's funny, man. But you reminded me of that when you were talking. I thought that was really funny. I want to tell you. All right, man. Have a good one, and uh, I can't wait for spring training. We just got to get rid of Hicks, Donaldson, and give me something for Glaber. And uh, and I'm, I'm, then I'll even be more happy. But They're working on it. They're working on it. We got time. Thanks right, for the buddy. call, George. Appreciate it. Great call. Um, <laughs> you know what it does, right? Think about the value of this. After getting swept out of the ALCS, the bad taste that you had in your mouth for the New York Yankees is gone. They sign Aaron Judge. It erases that. Not all the way, but you understand what I'm saying, right? That's in the past now. The excitement, the joy... The anticipation is back. If they don't sign Judge, I'm having a complete different show tonight. (laughs) If Judge is a giant, we are trashing Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, the whole organization. The Yankees knew there was only one option, and that was to sign Aaron Judge. And they had to outbid everyone else to sign Aaron Aaron Judge. They didn't even have to outbid everyone else. We heard $400 was out there for the Padres. But the Padres were a late mystery team. Judge is a Yankee forever. The Yankees drafted him, developed him, helped make him who he is, and he's going to see this thing all the way through. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to break it down. Only got a couple breaks left. When I come back, we'll fly through the rest of the calls. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Right along, folks. Hopefully you're good wherever you are. Maybe listening on the Odyssey app at home, on the couch, in the bed, already talked. 
your night is ending. Maybe your day is just starting. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're on the shift. Maybe you're driving. Appreciate you checking me out. Keith McPherson on the fan, your nighttime host, taking you to Salicata in the next 25, 30 minutes or so. Putting a bow on this one. When I came in tonight, I watched both the Knicks game and the Nets game. They they didn't move me. It, it didn't move the needle for me. The Nets almost collapsed and lost to the Hornets, who they were supposed to beat by 11. The Knicks, though, proud of the Knicks, not letting Trey Young come in there with shoes that say King of Broadway. We've seen this guy bow and blow kisses and have dominant performances in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks stood up. They protected the Mecca. Julius Randle, leader of the team, had a night. And even with the news around Cam Reddish and Obi Toppin getting hurt or whatever, the Knicks get a win against the Hawks, who, you know, they had their own issues going on with Nate McMillan and Trey Young earlier this week. On the net side, Kyrie had the most points and closed the game out, but it wasn't an impressive performance against the Hornets, who are without LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, and they're just not a top team. They're one of the worst teams in the East. The NBA itself right now is... It's tight in the middle. The pack in the uh, east and the west, the middle of the pack is right next to each other. Not a lot of games separating those teams. It's hard to call right now. I always say basketball before December, it's like can't get too into it. Can't read that much into it. So much changes. But, I mean, I, I saw the Celtics beat the Brakes off the Suns tonight. And those are two first-place teams last time I checked. The Celtics are, the Celtics are on a war path. They're 21 and 5. I think they're in a league of their own. I think they're trying bad or hard. They want to get back to the finals bad. They're trying their hardest to uh, do that. They're winning without Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. And they're the number one team in the East. The Suns are the number two team in the West. Look at the Pelicans in that first place, first place spot now. Um, yeah, the NBA, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to get in the NBA talks months from now. NBA talk heats up as like baseball is starting and you can't get too deep in the weeds on, you know, the first month of baseball, first two months of baseball. And that's when basketball playoffs are, are heating up. And that's when those conversations are more prevalent tonight. You know, it's the off season for baseball, but this is New York. There is no off season for baseball. I think, you know, a while back, someone asked what I thought the biggest sport was in New York. And I think the NFL is the biggest sport in the whole country. And I think it would be bigger in New York if the teams weren't in New Jersey, if the teams were in this state, and if the teams had a little better track record, I think the NFL would be king. But I think Salicata came on after me that night and said, no, it was definitely baseball. And he's right. He hosts baseball night in New York. And uh, from what I've seen in, in this last year, right, I never watched the Mets, really. Never paid attention to the Mets that much. It was kind of like an afterthought, just not my cup of tea. I'm a Yankees fan. Just had no reason to really watch SNY or watch the Mets. And I watched the most Mets games ever this past season. I'm excited to watch the Mets next season. They got Justin Verlander. Got Jose Quintana. Who knows who else they're going to sign. And uh, I learned this year for sure through the course of this season. I know the internet, <laughs> I heard from a lot of Mets fans, but I learned for sure this season that New York cares about their baseball. And when both teams are competitive, when you get – you know, 200 wins out of the Mets and the Yankees combined. It's a baseball town. It's a baseball city. Whatever side you're on, Mets, Yankees, and then even if you go back to the old time, uh, 
Dodgers, Giants. New York loves baseball. We're passionate about baseball. And that's why winter meetings are going on and we care about Xander Bogart signing for 280, 11 years, leaving Boston. Yankees fans are like, awesome. We don't got to face that guy anymore. Mets fans are paying attention to what their rivals are doing in Philadelphia. I heard um, Alex Anthopoulos from the Braves, I heard he wasn't even at the winter meetings. I guess the Braves aren't out there hunting because they lock all their guys up. But yeah, the conversation tonight has been around Aaron Judge. And I know it's morning now, but the conversation from December 7th at 8.30 a.m. all the way through the day till now has been about the Yankees not losing their guy while other teams are losing their homegrown talent, their guys, right? The Cubs don't have Wilson Contreras anymore. He's going to the rival Cardinals. They got to deal with that. Cubs fans got to deal with the fact that they lost all of their guys. Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Javi Baez. The Yankees were able to keep their guy, Aaron Judge. All it took was money. And no matter how you feel about the money, no matter what you think about the price tag, it was the right move. The Yankees had to do that. And it's a big win. It's a big win if you ask me. And I'm not saying it's a big win because uh, Judge guarantees a World Series. He doesn't. And he's not guaranteed to hit another 60 home runs. I don't think he ever will. But for where this current Yankees team and organization is, re-signing Aaron Judge was priority number one, 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 one. There wasn't, you can't get to two. It's one A, B, C, and D. And they got it done. And I'm proud to be a Yankees fan, and I'm proud that the Yankees reminded the baseball world that they are the New York Yankees. And when they do want a guy, (laughs) they got way more to offer than any other teams. And it's only money, but there's other things. That captaincy and that legacy that Aaron Judge is going to have with 9-9 retired, and who knows what the rest of his career is going to bring. But if he wins one World Series, that contract is well worth it. Let's take the last calls I've got. I've only got about 20 minutes here. Mike is in Delray Beach. What's up, Mike? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. You just you just said it. He's, he's never going to hit 62 home runs again, and it's not even so much about him anymore as it is. This is a this is not a good baseball team around him, Keith. Since July, they're a 500 baseball team that is not a contact hitting team, and they're banking on question marks really everywhere. That in, that whole infield is a question mark. You have no left fielder. If they do not sign anybody else, don't forget you just lost your a solid starter, and they've yet to 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 fill that. And if they don't, they're going to rely on another question mark in Montas or, or Clark Schmidt. It's you know they got the deal done today. I was on with Sal last night, and I I, I wish not wish, but if he went somewhere else, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have minded that much. This team needs a lot more help than you think, man. I mean, you re-signed Rizzo, a two twenty hitter. I mean, I flew up from Florida to game four and was, was crushed. You know, the, the Astros got out and get Abreu. They hit the same home runs last year. Abreu batted 320. Rizzo batted uh, 220. And Rizzo had almost double the home runs, but doubles. And, and, on base percentage. and he missed time. And he was hurt. You hope yeah. that he stays healthy. I mean, um, I, I would imagine this is what I, I think is going to happen. I think you're going to agree. They'll, they'll mortgage some of these prospects for rentals because it'll be a cheaper trade option signing Ben And other than that, you try to tell me we're on paper with re-signing Aaron Judge. This team is better than they were last year because I, I just don't see it. No, no, and that's, 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 not the, that's not the signing. Thanks for the call, Mike. 
and I and I understand there. I've been I've been talking to people all day. Like signing Aaron Judge isn't the move that makes this team better. He's been on the team. He is the team. He had to carry the team. And Mike said they're 500 since the slump. Okay, but that's baseball, Susan. We didn't know that the Yankees were going to slump like that. And we also can't act like I just said Rizzo wasn't hurt and missed time. DJ was hurt and missed time. They had to rely on Josh Donaldson. That trade that Cashman made for IKF and Donaldson was a stupid trade. And he knows that. He's trying to figure out how to fix that. Yeah, the defense improved, but like you took on IKF and what do you have? 13 errors? Signing Aaron Judge isn't the move that says, whoa, this team is a competitor. That's, that's for everyone else. If the Giants were to sign him, if the Padres were to sign him, then that's the move. Whoa, you're bringing in uh, 131 RBI. You're bringing in 62 home runs. It's December 8th. We've just begun. The Yankees know what they have to do to shore up this rotation, this roster. I don't feel like the guys around Judge are as shaky as some Yankees fans feel. Like you, you, you don't win 99 games with a shaky team. You're not one of the last four teams standing without a solid roster. Did they fold against the Astros? Absolutely. But the Astros folded up every team they faced. The only team to beat them in the postseason was the Phillies. And they still made six games work of the Phillies. I can't look at the Yankees and act like they haven't had success. I can't look at the Yankees and say they're not a team. Like, they're they're not the Royals. They're not the Washington Nationals. They're at the top of the league, and they were at the top of the league from the beginning of this season, coming off a 2021 season, which was a roller coaster. That sucked. I just I don't know. I don't I don't understand uh the greed that Yankees fans have, and then also this like warped vision. You you get to sing Frank after a lot of those games. You're happy most of the year. Other teams, you don't know what it's like. That's what it is. You don't know what it's like to be a team that loses 100 games. You're not going to ever feel that as a Yankee fan. But to act like this team doesn't have all-stars, World Series winners, gold glove players, silver sluggers, Batting titles. They have a bunch of guys around Judge. It's not just Judge. That's why I alluded to in spring training last year, they kept talking World Series because they're looking around at all the talent. You can't act like John Carlos Stanton didn't win an MVP. He had his own season where he almost hit 60. Harrison Bader, that trade, perfect trade for me. I was always on the side of get Monty out of here. They can't score for him. When Harrison Bader came through and was better than anyone expected in, in October... He's not going to be able to duplicate that, but he's going to be solid. Just watching how that kid moves in center field, he's going to be a great center fielder for the Yankees. He's from New York. In the infield, we're going to get to see these prospects. And you already have insurance there. I don't think they're going to move Donaldson. I don't think they're not, I don't think they're going to be able to. But you've got Donaldson that can play third, you've got DJ that can play third. You've got IKF and Peraza that can play short. Maybe even Volpe in there, but I think Volpe might be a second baseman where you have Glaber Torres and DJ who can back up second base as well and DJ who can back Rizzo up at first base. They're they're all right in the infield. Better than all right, if you ask me. They have a platinum glove catcher. 
Hopefully Higgy gets his pop back and he he's hitting home runs from the jump. But I just don't know where people get off. This team is not a – yes, they are. What are you talking about? They're one of the final four teams standing. It's another season where they were a game away from winning 100 games under Aaron Boone. Like, I, I just – I think it's uh, – you're, you're, you're too close to the sun. Or like, you know, I'm trying to think of the phrase for Yankees fans. It's like it's like tunnel vision or like a warped vision that you have. Keep McPherson on the fan. I got to break it down. I think this is my last break. When we come back, I'll take the rest of the calls. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. (laughs) Yankees fans are mostly spoiled. (laughs) I think it's just, it's the largest fan base so you're going to get a mixed bag of everything. Keep McPherson on the fan, bringing it home. Last few minutes I've got, I'm going to take these calls. But I just think, like, you know, as I'm hearing from different Yankees fans, and I knew, I think early on I was like, call me with your takes and your thoughts about, oh, this isn't enough. We know it's not enough. It's December 8th. Season doesn't start tomorrow. They're going to do more. Call me with your thoughts and takes about the contract. Oh, it's nine years. Like, nine years is fine. These guys are out here signing for 11 years. $40 million a year? Yeah, for that guy, for Aaron Judge, makes a ton of sense. Eli is in Washington, Washingtonville on the fan. What's up, Eli? I'm telling you, you must be the happiest fan alive today. I'm telling you. Like, you ever seen a, like a cartoon called Teletubbies? Like your nephews or anybody watched it? Yeah, Dipsy, Lala, Poe. Uh, I remember the Teletubbies. Yeah, they used to be like a son with a, a baby on the face. Tinky Winky. Yeah, something like that. Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe. That's you over the, the Yankee universe. You like that little son that's always smiling with a Yankee hat. Like, everything is good. Yeah, it's awesome. Jay is in North Babylon on the fan. What's up, Jay? Well, I wanted to um, ask you. Do you think they need a pitcher or a left fielder? 
Both. You can it, never it, have you can never have too much pitching. Um, and and you really need postseason pitching. You need guys that you can trust in October. I have I have one player that nobody's really talking about. I'm not sure how much he has left, but he used to play the outfield, and he's from um 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 Houston. Michael Michael Bentley. Yeah. I wanted them to get Michael Brantley two years ago when he re-signed with Houston. Yeah. I, I remember thinking about his approach at the plate and how I having think, him and DJ LeMayu in the lineup would have been exactly what the Yankees needed. Um, I, I think he, he'd be cheaper. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's older, and I think he's yeah. someone that ends up signing later. But I, I think he's such a Houston guy. I think he wants to stay there. Yeah, but Houston. I, I, I think he's a great player, though. I mean, he wasn't always a Houston guy. He was a Cleveland guy. I, yeah. I would, I would love to see the Yankees take a, a a flyer on him, like you know, Marwin Gonzalez. I think he'd be better than Marwin Gonzalez was. Yeah, I think, I think he would be a, a lot better. The only question is, do you think he could play some outfield? I don't know if he can play that left field in Yankee Stadium. He's a little yeah, bit up there in age. On, That's yeah. it's an ocean out there. You got to be able to run. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because, um, you know, with the money they're giving out, you know, you know, even if they want to bring back um, the Yankee, you know, a Buddha Terry, it's going to cost, he's going to get $80,000, $90,000. 80000 million Thanks for the call, Jay. Benintendi... I mean, the Yankees can afford. If they want to go get him, they could get him. I just, I've been saying I don't think he wants to be here, and I think they've got that idea, and they're, they're looking for other options. They went for it during the season. He was the obvious person to make the trade for, so obvious that I didn't think it was going to go down. And it didn't work out. They gave up a few prospects for him. He played for a month. He got hurt, whatever. I, I just look at him as a guy that came up in the Red Sox culture We've had the Johnny Damons, the Jacoby Ellsbury's, but like, I don't see Benintendi as a guy that wants to, you know, finish his career with the Yankees. I think there's another team out there that's going to pay him, and I think the Yankees know that too. I don't know exactly who the answer is. I don't think they pivot towards Brandon Nimmo. Uh, now, Yoshida is off the board. He's gone to the Boston Red Sox. Brian Reynolds is out there where he requested a trade, but at the same time, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates came out and said that they're not trading him. I don't know who the answer is, and I don't have to know. You don't have to know, right? We're we're fans. Our job isn't to know every single player on the market. Our job isn't to know every single option for the Yankees. That's what they're working on. I just want to hear the news. I just want to hear when it breaks, when it happens. Okay, cool. And I have faith that they're going to get it done because they have to get it done. They know they can't go out there with Aaron Hicks in left field on opening day or even trying to force Oswaldo Cabrera to be their left fielder at the end of the day. Like he's got to be a super utility guy. He's not, he can't, he can play multiple positions. He can fill in there, but he can't be your everyday left fielder. They need to find a guy. I don't need to find a guy. We can float some ideas out there, but honestly, we don't know. Last call of the night goes to Grace in Brooklyn. Yay! What's up? What's up? Hey, it's been a while. Hello. Uh, I know. I know. I, you don't have much time, but I just want to share this with you. I just want to say thank 
God for Amen, John Amen. That's his name, right? Yeah, John Amen. Yeah, man. Because he swung it. it. <laughs> Let me tell you, he need tickets for life. He already does. I see him in Yankee Stadium all the time. That's what I'm saying. He's good with us. He's he walks right in through the press gate. He's there early. He sits in the media area. Listen, uh, listen, Keith. If it wasn't for him, the Yankees and us wouldn't know what was going down. Yeah, something it, happened. He someone. Tipped him off, told him something, and I'm glad that he ran the Twitter oh to try to be first because that messed oh. up the rollout, and I think that really perked the Yankees up where they said, Boone called Judge, mm -hmm. and then next thing you know, Hal wanted him on the phone. And they were being very respectful of his free agency and his mm -hmm. moves. Like, hey, you're not our player anymore, but when it was time to step up, they all stepped up and they got it done. Thanks, John Heyman. I'm telling you, thank, thank, thank him a lot. And another thing now I wanted to say to you, I wanted to say your story tonight, it hits home and it hits everywhere where little kids can hear what you just said. Because your story related to so much people, young and old, because we all go through hard times or something in life, and we all need that attachment to attach ourselves to something to pull us through. And your story was just on the mark and I thank you for that and you know I I, I can't even tell you man it's like I'm lo losing words well you know? thank you it's real and I'm glad that I can share it on WFAN and, and I hope that it inspires someone else or mm -hmm. it's relatable for someone else it, it's it's authentic it's real most not, definitely not making and, anything up and one more thing before you cut me off thank God for um What's his name? The king of baseball. Aaron Judge. <laughs> oh, 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 but telling you, Mike, uh, he's a Michael Jackson of sports. <laughs> That's all we got, folks. Keith McPherson on the fan, at Keith McPherson, wherever you follow people at. I'll be back tomorrow with Kim Jones to kick off week 14 in the NFL on Thursday Night Live. And then I've got another late one on Friday night till 2 a.m., Keep it locked right here. Salakata's next. Call him up. And then you guys can get your Mets calls in. Nobody called to talk about the Mets with me. <laughs> That's fine. Aaron Judge will finish his career in pinstripes. The Yankees are the Yankees. And there's more to be done. Thanks, Hal. Thanks for bossing up. I'm out of here, folks. Have a good one. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.